Good morning, good morning. This is Dr. Brenda Shoshana Eshen is better, forget the doctor, um, sitting here in the woods, <laughs> coming to you with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And here we are back again on this cloudy morning. And it's so beautiful, cloudy, a little bit of rain, endless trees smiling at me. I've become so close to these trees. Oh, they're beautiful. They're sheltering, sheltering, smiling. Anyway, (coughs) let's start our episode for today. And it's a very interesting one, actually, because I got a wonderful email from a woman. I'm not going to say her name, but from this woman. And she, she posed a really fantastically wonderful question. Actually, it's the same exact question that the Buddha posed himself to himself so many years ago. And it's a question perhaps we all dwell with from time to time. She was talking about the actual process of life itself and how can we feel good? How can, this was her basic question, how can we be happy? How can we accept life when we get older? Our beauty vanishes. Our strength vanishes, our body changes, our circumstances change. So much changes. And indeed seems to go downhill. Seems, I have to use that word, but it does seem that way to many of us. And we strive, strive, of course, to prevent that from happening. And some of us may, this woman said, may not even, may even be ugly or not attractive, un- unappealing, Mm. she wanted to know about that. Tell me about that. What does that happen? How can we live that way? How can we feel good? How can we feel secure is the underlying question. And of course, of course, that's exactly what happened to the Buddha, who he himself was a prince, living in his father's palace. And the father was very, very careful not to allow him for many, many years to see anything but so-called beauty, wonderful, beautiful wife he had, beautiful trees, beautiful circumstances, everything pleasant. We usually connect the word beauty with the word pleasant, appealing, soothing, so-called circumstances. The father was very afraid. I think a prediction had been made that his son would become a yogi. He did, father didn't want that to happen. So he, he kept him from the harshness of the external world. Very, very fascinating in and of itself. The harshness, the maybe ugliness, that word has come up of the external world, but he wasn't allowed to see it. So he didn't have any idea. The Buddha had no idea. And then somehow, one, at one point he left the palace or he walked out of the palace or whatever happened, he was on the street and he saw an old man walk by. <gasps> How shocking it was to him. Shocking. Because he'd been protected and guarded from that. And then he also saw a corpse. Oh my goodness, he, he was stunned. So this shock that he experienced, this feeling of being stunned, maybe alarmed, his whole world had fallen apart because his whole world was this very safe, protected, 
enclosed world of where everything just fit and was very pretty and looked nice. Nothing jarring in his protected world, but life is very jarring. And he actually walked out of the palace, out of his protected vision, and saw the relative reality of life, saw what it was. And after that, of course, being who he was, he could not return to this pretty little world (laughs) where everything was lovely and good and fit. He couldn't return because he knew it wasn't so. He knew there was a bigger world out there. He knew there were much, it was different. The Dharma was different, by which I mean what actually happens in life was different from what he had been led to believe, what he'd expected, what he hoped for. Like all of us, this is a story, of course, that applies vividly to all of us and so relevant today in these times as well. Vividly, vividly true. Somehow we all live in a palace or in our our defenses, our illusions. We block out the things that we just cannot bear, we think, or we're not willing to see, or we don't want it to be that way. We just block it out. No, no, no. It's like, no, no, it's not like, no, I, I don't even want to think about that or look at that. Well, whether you block it out or not, there it is. Life moves forward. Or in, well, at least life moves and changes happen. The body ostensibly becomes older. The point is, what's added to this is that we call it ugly. That's really, really a very important part of the suffering and the torment. It's not getting older. That's a problem. But we view it as ugly. We view it as frightening. It's not in keeping with what we believed when we lived in the palace of our illusions. In fact, there's nothing ugly about getting older. It's different. It's it's only ugly because the mind calls it ugly and sees it through that filter. It can also see incredible courage and beauty and and charm in the process. But 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 when we're... We're trapped in the palace in the, of our illusions. We don't want, then when we want things to always be pleasing on a certain level, we can't even imagine calling that beautiful. But Zenka one would say, who is calling this process ugly? Who? And that's a very wonderful question. It's a koan. It's very, it throws the whole process back to you. Who is saying this is insecure? Who is saying death is horrible? Who, who, who? Who said so? (laughs) It's such a simple koan, and it's such an important koan. Who said so? Of course, the consciousness, the general consciousness that we live in seems to think so, reacts that way, and fosters that kind of a feeling so that we try to escape life, escape the natural movement of life and changes of life. We don't even want to look at it in ourselves or others. Some people cannot bear to see their elderly parents or their aging parents. They cannot bear. They can't visit them. They can't be there at the death side. Okay, others can. 
But the great, great point of Zen teaching is there is nothing wrong with any of it. Nothing. And there's nothing wrong with you. Just as you are right now. Just as you are. This moment. Nothing wrong. Buddha nature pervades the whole universe. Existing right here now. We don't see the Buddha nature. We see oh my God, this is ugly, this is frightening, this is detestable, whatever. That response is not in life, it's in you, in the way your consciousness, your karma, your vision is seeing it. And that is where the work, the Zen practice goes. That is what it, that is what Zen practice addresses itself to, the way we respond to everything, the way we escape everything, the way we actually loathe and hate so many things. My goodness, reacting, responding, and seeing in that way completely destroys our life, it destroys it. Life becomes a battle. We're, we're against life. We're hiding from it in some kind of so-called palace. If the palace might be a relationship, it might be a special home, it might be a job, it might be some kind of ego identity, we're hiding in it, away from the rubble, the wear and tear, the so-called dismantling of life. Truly, life can never be dismantled. It cannot. It just cannot. Life or Dharma goes way beyond our pictures of it and our responses to it. It is. It has its own life. It has its own force. It has its own wish, its own heart. And it continues. Whether or not you're willing to join with that, to see that, to open to that, is up to you. (laughs) It's up to you. And that's a very radical, radical statement. So radical. What do you mean it's up to me? Well, it's not up to you to change everything, but it is up to you to see. Do you want to live in a hidden palace where things only look pasted over and pretty and not upsetting? Which has very little to do with life as it is. Are you going to spend your whole life creating that kind of escape Or are you willing to be still and open to the truth, the Dharma, the truth of life as it is, the truth of spirit as it is? Use any word you want. Whatever word fits for you is a very welcome word. Are you willing to embrace the world? And that includes yourself. You know, the title of this, this talk or this podcast for today is There's Nothing Wrong With You. Nothing, nothing. The great wisdom of life is way too wise 
to create something wrong <laughs> or out of balance or out of touch. No, no, no. It, we're intrinsically, we're just fine. We're beautiful. It's the mind, the karma, the mind that distorts, cuts up, judges, and disturbs everything. So that's what we want to let go of, and that's what we want to watch and become familiar with. We want to see, to see. A lot of Zen practice is about seeing things as they are. Seeing, sitting, and watching. You know, we might look kind of foolish. Someone said to me many years ago, why are you sitting uh, and, and looking at the wall, with, with the, <laughs> which is what we did at the Zendo in the, those days, we would sit and we face the wall and do Zazen and for many hours, different, every day, different days. So anyway, someone said to me, why are you sitting and facing the wall when the, when the sun is shining outside in the park and children are playing and shops are open? Why are you wasting your time that way? And I remember laughing just laughing. I didn't know what was funny about it, but I thought, oh. And again, someone told me the other day that they suddenly became very still and quiet and not moving and being, just being with everything. I said, what was that like for you? And they said, well, I felt like I wasted my time. Now, that's such a fascinating comment. I should be spending my time improving myself. That's what they said. I thought, oh, my goodness. And here we're touching the whole root of Zen. What, how do you, what is the best way to spend our precious, precious time? For me, when I do Zazen, or deep Zazen, all my time is illuminated. It's beautiful. I see through different eyes. Whatever comes by, I can welcome more and more, not completely, but more and more and more. I can appreciate, I can value, I can... Something doesn't have to twist and turn in a million directions to be beautiful for me. And that goes back to this woman's question. How can I bear it when things start to fall apart? I don't see them as having fallen apart. I see us all on a wonderful journey, and every part of it is perfect as it is. Now, that vision comes to me from Zazen when I sit, as I sit, get up, and sit in motion. <laughs> that is the heart of Zen practice, that there is nothing wrong with you or with anyone else or with anyone else. All on our journey. So don't destroy your journey. Don't destroy this life. Let go of that idea that we have to be different and better and there's something intrinsically wrong with me. What is so intrinsically wrong? Look at that in the face. Look at it, look at it, look at it. Until that thought by itself just melts away. It's a thought, but it's a very dangerous, pervasive, and toxic thought. So I'm responding here to this woman's email. A couple of weeks late, but here it is very beautiful email, very beautiful question. And it hit my heart very much, touched something deep within me because it seems to be so universal, this question and this feeling. 
that who we are, or who another is, is somehow unbearable, that we're letting others down, that we're letting ourselves down. We have to conform to some image of how we are supposed to be. Let that go and find the truth about what, where your beauty truly is and where others' beauty truly is and how to see it yourself. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Um, the podcast, you, the URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. People are telling me they're really enjoying my book, Zen Play, Instructions on Becoming Fully Alive. It's about making your life into a Zen koan, which it is already anyway. It's really just about seeing things through new, brand new eyes and waking up the playful one within. Thanks again for listening. If you want to reach out, if you want to send me an email, I'll be very happy to hear from you and to respond. My, my email address is topspeaker at yahoo.com. And just one more thing quickly. I do another podcast called Turning the Tide, The Journey of Releasing. It's very connected to this Zen podcast, as many people have said. And it, it, each, one, each part of it has different steps that will help you to open your mind and open your heart and let go of anxiety and rigidity. So the URL for that podcast is www.bestselfbooks.com. Books, B-O-O-K-S, bestselfbooks, with an S, dot com. Okay, thank you for listening and have a great day. Really a beautiful day. Bye.